This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning, but I imagine Coach K has seen better ah. Friday mornings. Well, we won last night. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive overtime. We had a chance Zerns. to win, but I mean, what happened was, we won. We there was COVID that, got us twice. Jay, it's the one person that watched the Pac-12 tournament. I yes, didn't think the, that person existed. But <laughs> double, double overtime, baby. Pac-12, spring training for the Dodgers, <laughs> ID Network. When, when, when did you ever think that the USC Trojans basketball program would ever be better than Dukes? Well, uh, well, what? Yeah, they are. We're moving on. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, go ahead, Zubin. And Tough Duke, day for me. Yesterday. Yes, I understand, but we really need to get your perspective on this. We start the day with Jay's alma mater. Start the day brought to you by Indeed. Indeed helps businesses hire great people fast. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. So let's just state it for what it is. Duke finishes the season at 13 and 11. They are, in Key's words, moving on to an offseason unlike they've had in more than a quarter century. Coach K yesterday, quote, we have not asked more of any team in our history. Think about that, considering the circumstances. 20 years from now, when you look at it, you're going to say, oh, yeah, that was the 13 and 11 team. Got to remember the circumstances here. The lows of the lows for Duke. But you, on the other hand, experience the highs of the highs with this program. You know Coach K. You know how important it was to have a tournament. When he talks, everyone listens, right? He's the guy in this sport when everyone listens when he talks. He was on our show the second day, and he essentially said, and I don't think he could have ever imagined that he would think we would have a 2021 tournament without him being in it. But after the 2020 cancellation, Coach K laid it on the NCAA. You know what has to happen a year from now. It's happening. Selection Sunday is here, and Duke will be watching it at home. The main thing is to have a tournament uh, to figure out what metrics you use to get into the tournament and uh, maybe have everybody get into the tournament. We can't have it where two years in a row you do not have the NCAA tournament. And, guys, I think that's where you should start is make sure we have the tournament. doesn't make any difference when it is. Where do you start here? Well, I mean, we're having the tournament, and the tournament is moving forward. And this tournament will be completed regardless of who has to forfeit games or who has COVID protocol issues. They will move forward. As easy as Florida State was advanced due to a forfeit, due to Duke having to cancel because of COVID. Um, I, I think this has been one of the most stressful years for Coach K in the history of him coaching. Mm. Because of his age, because of not understanding COVID fully, um, and also, these kids have been isolated. They've been living in hotels throughout the whole year doing courses online virtually. Um, look, it's – I don't think he wanted to play the season to begin with. I, I think he was very hesitant about that, Key. Mm-hmm. I think he was very worried about putting players' risk at um, – putting players' health at risk. And I, I will say this, though. At the end of the day, did I expect Duke to beat Florida State? No, I didn't. I thought Florida State was the better team. But here's something that's interesting with what I walked away yesterday, Keith, right? If Duke had lost to Florida State 
everybody would have been talking about this would have been one of the you know, most challenging years, but you wouldn't have led with COVID. You would have led with this has been one of the most challenging years for Duke, you know, 500 in the yeah. league, not the same team, Jalen Johnson leaving. I do think the narrative spins. Now, maybe, yes, I'm a Duke alumni. I'm going to put my own twist on it for the sake of my own, my own brain, right? The narrative does spin. The season ended not due to them losing to Florida State or not making an NCAA tournament. The season ended due to COVID now. Yeah, absolutely. Due to COVID, not them making the tournament, right? Due to COVID ending the season two years in a row for Duke. And I think that's, that's what the spin on the narrative is moving forward for this organization. Well, I think you know college basketball better than either Zubin or myself because you played it, you lived it, you covered it, you've been there. It, you look at last year's situation, right when the season was over, they got ready for the tournament, then boom. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's a wrap. It's done with. Fast forward to where we are now. Same thing happened to happen to them. It's unfortunate. But that is where we've been over the last 12 plus months where we've been stuck in a situation where anything could happen. They're not a very good basketball team right no, now. So even if they did make the tournament, chances are they would be going home sooner rather than later. They had to win the ACC tournament to get the automatic it, bid to make the tournament. And that probably wasn't going to happen. And I understand that they've been in the tournament, I think I saw from 1990 up until, what, 24 20, straight years? 20, yeah, something crazy. That, 95 is the last time they missed. So 95 was the last time that they missed? Yes. They missed. Okay, so whatever. It's been a long time. And I'm, everybody's looking at the big power, blue blood coach, Mike Krzyzewski, oh, my God. Duke has never done this before. They're supposed to be in. Well, they're not a good team right now. They're they just not. And on top of that, they're COVID. They can't beat COVID. I know. The, the only thing that's <laughs> they, frustrating about Duke. They can't beat COVID. They weren't a great team. They were a decent team. But they have been playing good basketball. I mean, I, they beat BC. A game against Louisville, this guy named Mark Williams, seven-footer, plays extremely well, gets, you know, 15-plus rebounds. So you felt like there was a chance for them to achieve that. But I still think that's a different kind of momentum than if they had it, lost to Florida State. It, it is. If they get in, let's say they, they win the tournament, they play in, and they get in, and they do. But are they really going to win it all? No, though? but it's still the chance of, you know, as a player, you know this. I understand. Having the opportunity. The you opportunity never know what play. can happen you with never March know, Madness. You never know what can happen. You could go really far. There's no question. Just now, I was thinking about the Florida State situation. Who would they have up next? They would if they were to beat Florida State. They no, would probably, I'm talking about who's Florida State's next opponent. Probably North Carolina, and so and Duke you, got smacked by North Carolina. So what happens with the, the the COVID situation if you look up in the next team that a team plays have the same issues? Do they continue to just advance those teams if if North Carolina has the same issue that Duke has or? Florida State gets past North Carolina, and the next team that Florida State is supposed to play, opponent has to pull out because of COVID situation. Do they continue to just keep doing it for the sake of having the tournament? Yes, I mean, uh, so look, you that, could that, essentially how many games? How many games uh, to get to the Final Four? You have six. to run through. So you could essentially miss. Let's say you just miss. Say an opponent cancels twice. Twice to three times. Yeah, and you he, play four games and you, you win, win the whole the thing. Yes. It's interesting. And that game against Carolina is tonight on ESPN, on ESPN Radio, which is going to be a big-time game, Florida State, North Carolina. But I will say this. You have to prepare yourself psychologically. Whenever your bracket comes out, there will be chances of teams that will have COVID issues yeah. that will have to forfeit games. And they're, they're going to try to reseed it to a degree, but this is going to be an unfair tournament. But if you reseeding it, if they forfeit, so educate me here. If a team forfeits that you're going to play, then you just move on. 
So yeah. it's not re- that's not necessarily receding. Well, the first bracket, round right? wasn't about the first round, Zubin. Yeah, so here's the distinction yes. here, and I want to make a couple points here. I, I didn't play it like Duke. No, uh, no, it's all right. You're saying that Rutgers, you're good. Yeah, well, we're making the tournament for the first time since 91, by the way. Yes, you, you like, are. That's like the Stone Ages. A couple things. Essentially, what would happen is if there were to be an outbreak mm-hmm. for a team, once the bracket is revealed at 6 p.m. Eastern time on CBS, if there were to be an outbreak, not a positive test, right? Duke had a positive test, and they decided because of contact tracing, we're out. I'm yeah, talking out. like a legit outbreak. Yeah. outbreak. Yeah. And the NCAA has put forth some major technology in Indianapolis. And there's plenty of stories out in the last 24 hours where they're going to do everything, the bracelets, you know, all yeah, that all stuff, the same stuff to prevent it. But in the small remote chance that it happens, what would occur is that the, for the first time ever, the NCAA is going to unveil the first four teams out. Normally, when you watch recent J. Do Bracketology, it's just a it's a graphic on the screen that says "Best of the Rest," almost famous. Bubble mm-hmm. has burst, but they don't give you an order of the teams that missed. It's just the teams that missed. For the first time ever, they're going to say Team sixty nine, Team seventy, Team seventy one. That whole deal, You're right? On call. You're on call. If Stand there would be by. an outbreak, yep. let's give you a hypothetical example. Let's give you a hypothetical example. Gonzaga is going to be a number one seed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. If Gonzaga were to have an outbreak. In the first 48 hours after the bracket is revealed. Yes. Right? In the first 48 hours, so we can get another team on a plane. Yes. Right? Gonzaga would be out, and and the first team out would be in. So, hypothetically. But but, but let me ask you this question before you move on. Mm -hmm. Does that team that comes come in, mm-hmm. they don't get pushed to the number one spot. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Which is, really? Which is the yes. – Yeah, you almost said yeah. it. I get it. Uh, but that's – it should be yeah, receded I don't, I don't up. Like, yeah, of, I don't like horrible. that. That part, I don't like. I, I'm not taking the bottom team and then moving them to the top. That doesn't make any sense. That's what they're going to do. And just to finish it off, if there were to be an outbreak after 48 hours, then to your point, Key, it would be a no contest, and the one remaining team would simply – Move on. There's so much to discuss here. Uh, Ev, you want to take a break, you said? There's so much to discuss here still. Okay, we're going to take a break. There's a lot, there's a lot more to get into here. Um, we're going to go from college basketball to the NBA. We'll try to get in some of the other Duke commentary. There's still so much here on the table. Um, NBA laid down the maximum financial penalty they could yesterday for an incident that they're trying to put in their rearview mirror. But was it enough? We'll talk about that after Key has this from Indeed. When you own a business... You're the owner of everything, sales, finance, customer service. Indeed, uniquely qualified to help you really own hiring. Right when your sponsor, a job post, Indeed Instant Match searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates whose resume fits your job description immediately. Then you can invite them to apply to your job right away. Indeed delivers four times more hires than other jobs. Sites combine according to talentness. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. The fact that it can come so easily off the tongue lets you know that this is a habit. Indefinitely, it allows him time to sort of go through with acts of contrition to all parties involved, including possibly the owner and CEO of the Miami Heat, who are Jewish. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're not stopping. It's Friday. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Yes, it is Friday. That is for damn Friday. All of our guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. Yesterday, Adam Silver was a guest on Greeny. The punishment has come down for Myers Leonard of the Miami Heat. Fine $50,000. He'll be barred from the team's facility for a week for that anti-Semitic slur he was caught using on a Twitch live stream. So Adam Silver throwing down the discipline. $50,000 one week away from the team. He told Mike Greenberg yesterday why the punishment is what it is and what he feels about Myers Leonard's contrition. I do think he's absolutely genuinely remorseful. It's something you, you never want to see in professional sports or, or anywhere in society. And I think it's important that when these incidents do happen, we talk about them and we talk about how um, hurtful those kinds of words can be for people in our society. Okay, let's talk about it. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. What do you fellas think about what the discipline was? And whether or not we're not inside this guy's mind, but the sincerity which Silver clearly seems to buy. Well, I think uh, I, I would hope that he is sincere, and and I would hope that he gets educated, and I would hope that he understands the hurt, the pain that people feel, and it doesn't happen again. And he realizes that it opens his eyes, you know, and it, it makes him feel a certain way. I would hope that. I mean, fifty thousand dollars and a week of no games or at the facility with a guy that's injured, it's like whatever. I mean, in the end, right? It's like whatever at the end. You just hope that he really, truly, Jay, get it. Yeah, that's all you can hope for. You just hope that this doesn't repeat itself, whether it's on a video game or walking down the damn grocery aisle. You see, the the 50K, key, you and I have both been on planes. We've seen – Teammates gamble. 50K ain't nothing. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about the I know, money I, I know. It, I just, right? I mean, he's making $10 million. 50K is like 50 cents to him. Just to, and I know 50K is a lot of money of to people, but to these guys, when you're at that threshold, it's not a lot of money. He had a shoulder injury. He wasn't playing anyway. That's like a week off for vacation. This is where I feel like the league, instead of just doing like with these petty fines, this is where I hope the team takes that next step with him. And says, hey, maybe there's a series of acts, you know, like um, like acts of service to a degree, right? Maybe you should spend some time, you know, at a Holocaust museum or pair you with somebody to put you in a situation where you actually are forced to learn about it for that week instead of just being a week of suspension. Where, to be honest with you, Myers is probably going to go away and go on vacation, mm-hmm. right? Like, I wish there was something where you can put him in a situation where he can learn about it, like an acts of service. I don't know exactly what that is, Key. Yeah, I understand. But maybe pairing you with somebody where there's schooling that you can get on the knowledge of the Jewish community and how offensive this term actually was and make you be a little bit more self-reflective on it instead of it being something where, let me put these two nickels in the cup and say thank you and go away on vacation for a week. And, and I'm sure Julian Edelman, receiver of the New England Patriots, kind of reached out in an open letter, kind of 
saying, hey, he would be willing to do those sort of things you're talking about. Maybe he takes that up or maybe somebody else, maybe the NBA or the Miami Heat has some people that want to reach out to him. But the important thing for me in all of this is that he understands the hurt. If he understands the hurt, then that's, like Jay say, the money part of it, it's whatever, man. They, you know, it's whatever as far as the money go. I'm just talking about from a mental standpoint in his heart. Because when these sort of things happen, you want to make sure that the individual really understands what he's done to people and how hurtful it is. You know, let him go sit in a corner somewhere and think about it. See, this reminds me of my mama. She'll always say this. Oh, I can forgive. It don't mean I have to forget. Absolutely. I don't forget Myers Leonard. And here's something else that he needs to pay attention to. I mean, Nick, Nick Arison, who is the CEO of the Heat, was on my team at Duke. Mm-hmm. Mickey Arison, they are from Israel. Mm-hmm. You've now said this about the owners of your team, executives. So as you move forward, yes, people can forgive, but I'm not sure they will forget this. A couple things here to add. He is going to, in addition to the $50,000 fine, which Jay did mention should be some sort of nominal fine, um, in addition to being away from the facility, again, to Jay's point, he's got a shoulder injury. He's played three games this year. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that he actually doesn't rejoin the team, isn't on road trips. For the small amount of fans that are on games, dealing with the heckling, everything that going to come across with that. A couple other things. He has to go through cultural diversity training. But to Jay's point, that sounds to me, like that sounds very generic, exactly. cultural diversity training. But to Jay's point, pinpointing. You talked about this group, and there are plenty of people that can help you understand the pain that this group went through. So instead yeah. of cultural diversity training, which is fine, you should do it. You should also hone in on exactly where that situation is. And the last thing is another, you know, another cliche that, you know, one of the sayings your mom said, another thing is everybody deserves a second chance. Yes. But I don't have to be the one that gives it to you. Mm. Right. So if the Miami Heat decide for whatever reason, and if he is sincere and remorseful, as Adam Silver said, and he talks to Mickey Harrison, Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, he can be back with the team, and I would imagine, most importantly, that's going to have to talk to most of his teammates to make sure everything's okay. But at the same token, if the Heat, for whatever reason, just don't feel that that statement is going over well with their fans or it doesn't represent the values of the organization, which it clearly doesn't, then it could be one of those situations where it's like, you can get a second chance. I mean, look, I mean, sports is the yeah, litany uh, it, of people mm-hmm. that have gotten second yeah, chances and, for doing things, but that team doesn't have to be the one to give it to Evan, how, how do you feel about so, the, so the, I think that, like, I, I don't really pay attention to the suspension and and the fine. Like that, to me, is the is secondary here. Uh-huh. I want to know what he does going forward. I, I think what Jay brought yes. up is a good point about going to a Holocaust museum and just educating himself, yes. not only on the the word, but the origin of the word and the and what the Jewish people have been through. That's what I would say is is the bigger thing. Like moving forward. Educate yourself and educate the people around you because clearly, as we talked about, like this being a learned behavior, and I'm not sure where he learned this because this is not a word that is in everyday life. It's not a word that's out there in pop culture. It's it's a very offensive word that people just don't say because of how offensive it is. It, so I want him to not only educate himself, but I want him to educate the people around him who taught him this word. And that's that. my point is he has to feel it. Yeah, and the last thing I would say here is when anybody is battling something like this, self-inflicted wound, but anytime someone's battling something like this in the public eye, for the 99.9% of people that, that are listening that are in the private world, it's tough to sit there and have to deal with this publicly. However, the one thing about dealing with it publicly 
is you can shine a light on it. Like yes, Drew can. Brees, right? That's just a hypothetical example. This has nothing to do with religion, Drew Brees. This is a religious issue, religious term here, or a slur. But with Drew Brees, it was one of those situations where it's like, you know what? Um, I'm going through a lot here for this particular stance, but because of who I am, doing it in the public right, trying to right my wrong in front of millions exactly. of other people that I could actually influence. <laughs> yes, when you're going through it, it's hell when you're going through it and Twitter's killing you and social media's killing you, but you can come out the other way in a positive sense if you, in a sense, choose yourself to be sacrificial or a little bit of a martyr here. Let me understand the wrongs of my ways. Let me do it publicly and then maybe a lot of other people will maybe change their ways. I'm going to have to pay the price, but if I can help turn the tide, maybe it's worth it in the and long run. All that is great, but you know what I'm going to say. He's got to feel it, though. He's got to understand it. Mm-hmm. Doing it for uh, to calm the waters, to do it for, for PR, no. you got to feel it mm. and understand it. There's only one person that can answer you know? that question. Well, and that's well, him. Well, you and, know what that, that is, it. Okay, It's like, hey, I made my statement. Yeah. I got my fine. I got my suspension. If you don't file that up, it, it, poof, it disappears for some people, but for a lot of people, it won't. And I'll just say this, though. It, it's, it's funny because a lot of times in these type of situations, when you have a player like this who says that, it, it, um, yes, they made a mistake. But people say this line, well, I am who I am. Well, I hate when I hear that line. I'm like, oh, that's, that's who you choose to be. I am who you can, I am. You can choose what? to be that person that says I made a mistake and learn from it and then feel it by showing, hey, I'm increasing my knowledge on the situation so I don't make that mistake again and I course correct other people that have made that We've mistake all, around me. Well, none of us is perfect. We've all Agreed. made mistakes. We just don't want to repeat those mistakes that we've made. You, you don't see me get on the bike. Got to evolve. Well, right? if you would have well, talked to me, uh, that, <laughs> I would have made sure you didn't get on in the I first I like to ride in trucks now, Key, with right. a lot of steel around me. Got to evolve. I am who I am. You're not who you are at 20. <laughs> is who you are at 40. Right? Exactly. You're different. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. On the way, the head coach of the Houston Texans says Deshaun Watson (laughs) is committed to the Texans. Affirmatively. But how could he possibly know that? He'll explain next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are very committed to Deshaun as our quarterback. He is our quarterback. Are you guys trading Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson is a Houston Texan, and we're committed to him. I've seen this movie before with teams that try to get cute. Get what you can, and let's move on. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. So we just started this segment with a reporter asking a question that Kyrie wasn't particularly fond of. We're going to start our NFL conversation this segment with a question from a reporter that I think 100% is okay to ask. And to boot, the guy responding, Texans head coach David Culley, gave you an answer that you may not believe, but at least he answered it politely. Hey, Coach Cuddley, you've said repeatedly the team is committed to uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, is he committed to you and the team? Yes, he is. How do you know that? He's a Houston Texan. And, 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 and again, I know that I feel like that with the commitment that we've made to him, and, and I feel like that same commitment will be there uh, with us also moving forward. Okay, Key, he's 65. He's waited 27 years to get one head coaching opportunity. He got it. He is the head coach. What else is that person going to say? But – Everything you've said on this show and everything our insiders have said, he will never probably step foot inside the Texans facility again. What do we make of this? Co- Coach Cully did the right thing. He is a Houston Texan for now. He's under contract. And why say that Deshaun's not committed to him? Well, Deshaun's under contract. He probably could have used a different word other than Deshaun is committed to us. He probably should have used something different right there. But as far as him saying that, they're committed to Deshaun. Just imagine if you're the head coach. And in the offseason, so that you know, Zubin, what happens is a lot of self-evaluating goes on. Whether you are evaluating players on other teams that you might bring into the fold, your own players, contracts, whatever the case is, you're evaluating a quarterback that's not going to be there right now. So imagine how hard Coach Cully has to sit back when he's trying to figure out the game plans for the future, for the install, for mini camps and training camps and things that they got to install and put in from an offensive game plan standpoint. And the one, you got 10 little spaces on the dot on the board. Mm -hmm. The one in the middle is the quarterback, and there's nothing there. So you can't even project, well, I wonder what this would be if Deshaun was here. Okay, Deshaun is going to run this. It's like you can't even have that conversation because Deshaun is not going to be there. You're hoping that he wakes up one day and changes his mind is what Coach Cully is doing right now. He's hoping and praying that Deshaun says, you know what, man, the standoff is too long, I'm tired, and I don't want to do it. That's what he's hoping. Key, as soon as David Cully got hired, my initial concern was that he was going to be losing this race before he even got started. Yeah. He was going to be playing the game of coaching at a deficit and that he will be used as a scapegoat to a degree. And – it's happening. It's happening. Watching him do – because he will not get the chance to talk about things that will put him in a positive light about how are you going to retool the team? What kind of offense are you going to run? What kind of defense are you going to be working with? How are you, you and Nick Casario working together to take this team to the next step? Every time he speaks in front of a mic, a reporter is naturally going to come back to this question. What's happening with Deshaun Watson? What's happening? He's going to try to dance around it, but you're never going to be able to answer it the way a reporter or the media – is going to want you to answer it. What I would say, though, Jay, is he, he what, what I would probably like to hear him say was, I'm only dealing with the, well, he could say that during training camp, I guess. I'm only dealing with the people that's here. And that's kind of, you know. But that even sets you up. Well, your quarterback's still here. Well, he's not here because he's not in 
camp. But you just said before he's part of the roster. Well, that's because now he said that now. <laughs> what I mean, happened was me moving forward. I would like for him to just say, "I'm only dealing with the people that's here. See, I can he, only control the people that's here right now." That's for Nick. I'd like to have Deshaun here. That's more a Nick situation. Nick is handling it with Deshaun. Deshaun knows how I feel about him. We certainly want to have him in the fold as our quarterback. That's kind of how he should do it. But, but see, you're quick at pivoting, man. Like you, 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 You're a good talker. You, you understand how to take a reporter's question and use it against him. I don't know if David Culley is that experienced to think like that as quickly yet. Maybe one day he will become. But then if you keep deflecting to Nick Casario, after a while, I don't hear Kyle, I don't hear Mr. McNair talking about this question. Well, he shouldn't say anything. He don't need he he's just to hide. Off, right? That's what I'm saying. It all comes back to David Culley. Every time he's in front of a news camera yes. or he's in front of a microphone, I what's happened with Deshaun? I feel bad for him because I know how hard it is to start to prepare because we're in March right now. Before you know it, they're going to be in OTAs and minicamp. Mm-hmm. And they've got to have his playbook ready to go. And now all of a sudden, you can't prepare the way you need to as an offensive staff and as a head coach if your main ingredients isn't there. I mean, think about it. It's, what it's, kind of offense are you even running? Well, he probably would run whatever he's, you know, whatever Kansas City – is running whatever little bit Baltimore run. I mean, it's just to a degree. But if you can't, if you don't know, who's but you under don't know center, who's underneath the center. <laughs> it's kind of like who who am I going to use? So as they start to evaluate Deshaun, which they do, they look at everything. I'm sure Coach Cully has looked at every single throw that Deshaun has made in his Houston Texans career. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent. I'd give you my left and my right arm and leg. To, to, and guarantee that he's probably looked at every single throw. But now as a coach, and I'm looking at that, I don't even know how to game plan for training camp and mini camp because my quarterback might not even be here. So he's at a disadvantage, like you said, Jay, out the gate. And, Key, they kept asking him. That's where the interviews start to get uncomfortable, right? They asked him multiple times. Well, he times. just needs to know to tell him that it's not his job. Yeah. He's already reached out. They've talked. They've spoken. He's just letting it, letting it settle, the dust settle before, you know, Nick Casario reaches back out to him or, you know, that's all he can say. I know, but you know how the Sharks are in this water. They're going to keep asking you. Stay on the stay course. On point. Be dry. Be right dull. There. Be yeah. boring. Stay You're there. Good. Okay, a couple things here. By the way, 1,748 throws. He's watched them all, right? <laughs> what did you just do, Zubin? Did the numbers on the throws? <laughs> yeah, you just did. It's a lot of video. Oh, you went. I, I see <laughs> what you it's did. a lot of video. That's you, one, you he's went, watched 1,700. That's every, that's every pass to Sean. Every attempt. 1,748. He's watched he's every watched attempt. That's what they do in the NFL. I love Zubin. Here's, here's two things you got to keep in mind. Why did you do that math so quick? <laughs> <laughs> Google's, Google's a great thing. I will tell you this. This is coming from the perspective of guys like myself. You know, back in the old days when we used to be able to go into the locker room. Not anymore. It would be Zoom forever probably now. Um, so you guys don't have to deal with this. <laughs> but coming from the perspective of a guy that came into the locker room to talk to you guys versus guys that played, here's the interesting thing that Coach Cully's going to have to deal with and this is just something look when you're an NFL assistant nobody's asking to talk to you they talk to the coordinators some teams open the coordinators up maybe Bill lets the coordinators talk Belichick like once a year yeah, so this once, is a very maybe. this is a very different situation for somebody like Cully that's used to being in the background just because of the position that he had there used to be in the NFL you didn't have to talk to the media see and this is where this issue that you say Jay every single time we have these availabilities mm-hmm. it comes up why is that 
because the league realizes that the media is the conduit and the feeding frenzy that gets the fans talking about this league 24-7. When I used to cover the Denver Broncos for years, you didn't have to talk to the media. In fact, the offensive line, Key knows this, the offensive line would fine each other if anyone talked to the media, right? So they would mm. institute fines on each other if you talk to the media. Then the NFL changed the rule and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is free publicity. ESPN is willing to talk about us 24-7. We're going to start a network that talks about football 24-7. I turn on the talk radio in every single car when I'm scouting, and as soon as I turn it on, they're talking about the local team. So the NFL said a handful of years ago, everyone must talk once a week. Yeah. Even the most malcontent guy you don't want to talk to, if you wanted to ask him something, this guy's got a charity, this guy has employees in three years. Malcontent Oh, God. Hey. Go ahead. Hey. Just go. I just, I, hey. I just I go. Hey. Keep talking. Everybody's available once a week. So probably what ends up happening is the league saw the success of that. Yes. And now it's like, all right, everybody's got to have one Zoom a week. Everybody's got to have two Zooms a week during the regular season. Think about how much like a head coach talks during the regular season. He talks Sunday after the game, Monday. Everyone's off Tuesday. Back to the game plan Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Walk through. These guys are talking six days a week. In, in, and part of the problem is you're asking that Deshaun question six days a week because it's mm-hmm. the only question that people want to know about. So that's part of this as well. It's beating a dead horse, but what else do you want to know if you're talking to David Cully? No, you, you, you do want to ask the question, and Coach Cully probably could have answered it much differently. And if he would have answered it a little bit different, we probably wouldn't have had this conversation this morning. But the fact of the matter is that once he said that he's our quarterback and he's committed to us, at that point, it's like, well, wait a minute, man. Deshaun and his camp certainly seem like they're not committed to you. So if either Deshaun's lying to us and not telling us anything, or you just let the cat out the, uh, the wait a minute, you had the cat out the bag. Yeah, the cat yeah, out the you bag. You just let the cat out the bag, and we now know something different. And so I just think that he probably misspoke and couldn't bring it back at that point in time because he's hoping and praying that Deshaun is his quarterback but i got a hey, trick he's for you to this and he's new and he's new, and he's new, he's new point, to it right he's not used to talking yeah but i got a trick for you Uh-oh. about y'all in the media inside the locker room in <laughs> gotcha. a minute gotcha so if Uh-oh. you got 30 minutes to talk to us and sit around and hover i got to use the restroom for 25 minutes <laughs> i'll be back in five minutes <laughs> That's i'm what we still got. there we got the boom mic under stall too key seriously that was a cold <laughs> trick training room Oh, my on, stomach man. hurts, man. And then man. you come back in. Pre-game meal you come right. right back in five minutes before they got to get out, before the PR people come in and blow the whistle and tell all the media they got to get out of the locker room. Here's the funny part, though. You know who would take advantage of that? The dudes nobody wanted to talk to. Right? <laughs> so if I wanted to talk to Key and, like, you know, Key's in the training room, fifth string wide receiver, desperately making, hoping to be on the team next week, gunner on special teams. Hey, uh... XYZ, can we talk? Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? And yeah. so those guys end up getting the shine. Man, you knew when the you knew when the germ spreaders were in the locker room because the locker room was empty. Right out, you know, right after the walkthrough, right? But covering Zubin? a bad team is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> covering a bad team is the worst. <laughs> or and that's why we Baseball, go back to the Kyrie Irving sound. Every day. Right? Yes. Because you key have had so many of these things. Sam Smith and I used to joke around about this because there were a couple of reporters. The singer? No. No, Sam, yeah. Sam Smith. Jordan he, rules off. Yeah, legendary know, reporter for <laughs> Chicago Bulls. But there were a couple of guys that I know had written some articles about me that I confided in. Yeah. But there was nothing worse than seeing them when you walk in the locker room, even at that five minutes, and they smile at you. And like, hey, how are you doing? 
You don't care how I'm doing. You just wrote this salacious article about me, you know, three or four or five, and I see like you're asking me a question again for another setup. So I'm going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit short with you. I'm going to give you your little sound bite, and that's it. That's yeah. it. And, 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 and Coach Cully will experience some of that along the way mm-hmm. as he becomes familiar with dealing with the media six, seven days a week. No I doubt. mean, he's got because he's a head coach, it's not a one-timer like it is for the players. They're going to get you – they're going to get you post-practice. They're going to get you before game, after game. I mean, you, it's a totally different situation for a head coach. Think about this. And, and just as one last thing before we go to A to Z and some really interesting uh, comparisons here for Trey Lance, who's having his pro day today in Fargo. And we're going to check in with Lou Riddick live from North Dakota, something I don't think I've ever said on the show. We're going to get to that in one minute. But think about this from Jay's perspective. NBA head coach. Yes. On the day of a game, an NBA head coach talks three times a day. Morning shoot around, 90 minutes before the game and after the game. What, what could you, I mean, three times a day. So those are just the What sort could of you things. possibly be asking him? Three mm. times a day on the day of a game. Just think about it. But it's interesting the way the media covers these things now. Fans want to be more involved than ever, and that's the media's job. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. As we go from A to Z and hit up NDSU. And from A to Z is brought to you by Dell. Dell's semi-annual sale for business has arrived. Save up to 45% on Dell computers powered by Intel Core processors. Just call 877-ASK-DELL. I mentioned today, Trey Lance's pro day. Trey's called it his Super Bowl because the pandemic wiped out all but one game of North Dakota's state's 2020 season. NFL draft contributor for ESPN, Matt Miller, comparing Trey Lance to this guy? He reminds me of Lamar Jackson, and the reason for that is I think year one, Trey Lance can be a starting quarterback in the NFL because of his athleticism. He's just shrugging off tacklers there. He's 225 pounds. He's ready right now as a runner and a thrower. So that's why I compare him to Lamar Jackson. Get him on the field year one. Let him beat teams with his athleticism and his arm strength. And then year two, ramp up. Year two, what did Lamar Jackson do? Won the MVP. If you want to compare it to Josh Allen, that's fine. Guess what? Josh Allen, year one, athlete. Year two, ramp up. Year three, playoff quarterback. So that's why I see Trey Lance a lot like Lamar. That's how I would try to. If I'm drafting him, if I'm the Carolina Panthers and I draft him, my blueprint is exactly what we saw happen with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Matt is 100% right. You allow him to be the athlete and just do what he needs to do. Don't try to make him something he's not, and then you move forward with that. But the interesting thing is, do you have the right uh, offensive coordinator making the decisions and understand exactly who that is? You got to think about what the Baltimore Ravens did in their situation with Lamar. They certainly realize, okay, he's an athlete. We're going to let him do athletic things before we start to turn him into a quarterback. Indeed. Lou's going to join us in about an hour and a half live from Fargo if you can hang on or hang back. Only thing I would say, love Matt. He's been on the show two times. Trey Lance has played 17 college football games. Every single one of them has been in the FCS. He's never played an FBS opponent. So I, I, was, I love Matt. I just I can't buy the comparisons to Lamar Jackson. Lamar you can Jackson, still see the talent, yeah. though. He's running away just from the way Clemson's he moves. defense. He's running, I, but I mean, the way he moves, though, no, looks no, I, different. I I'm 100% with both of y'all. <laughs> No, I am. You, you're, you're right as far as the level of competition because we can say that for Zach Wilson as well. 
And Carson Wentz. Back Carson Wentz, and, and you can say that for a lot of quarterbacks and players in general about the competition. But you're also right, Jay, because of the athleticism the things that he's capable of doing. And then what you do from a scouting standpoint is you now project what would this be like if I put him underneath our center with Christian McCaffrey mm, behind that and, and Anderson at the – Robbie Anderson at the receiver. And, and you start to project that. And that's why they have these pro days so the smart people that make the decisions can see it with their eyes. Yes, Patrick Ewing was a pro, although I don't think he thinks Madison Square Garden is filled with smart people. To Key's point, he's coming back, Georgetown on 33rd and 7th, the old home of the Big East Tournament, the new home of the Big East Tournament. Georgetown with a thrilling win, a thrilling win over Villanova. Georgetown is surging. They got Pete Seton Hall Pirates later today. Patrick should be boasting in the glory of being back home in his building. But that's not really the case. I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? Just when the things are going well for the Knicks, just when things are going well for the Knicks, and now all of a sudden Patrick Ewing can't move around freely at Madison Square Garden. You see the jersey hanging up. It's Patrick Ewing. Everybody knows who Patrick Ewing is. And then the Knicks lost last night to Milwaukee. Going back to my bold predictions, Key, I'm telling you, it's going to start to spiral in the other direction now. Tough, tough slate coming up for the Knicks. Whether they knew who Patrick Ewing was or not, right? Let's just, let's just assume they did know. Let's just assume. So the individual or individuals that did not know, it is a basketball arena. Yes, it is. This dude is really, really tall. Yes, he is. And they're probably looking up at him like this. So in their mind, they should automatically trigger. Athlete. He's got to be NBA player, athlete. Whether it's NBA, ex-NBA, something fits. Right, Zubin? It's a basketball arena, and he's really tall. That's it. That's that, that, that's your trigger. He must belong here. But how many superstars then, have the wait, Knicks had, though, Then, look, <laughs> then when he says, my name is Patrick Ewing, they should be able to go, oh. oh. <laughs> like, what the hell? People sometimes, they just, I don't know. I guess they was doing their job, man, you know. Wait a minute. I, I recognize you now. You're the guy that used to sweat profusely at the free throw line. Now I finally, yes, that's you. <laughs> have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.